This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I, I just, this game to me was two coaches who are, I think, in some ways are the same ilk offensively. Yeah. Like James Franklin to me, I think he's a tremendous coach, tremendous CEO of a program. And if he ever just completely brought in uh, an offensive, like what he did defensively with Manny Diaz, brought in a real shot caller on offense and let them call the plays, I think Penn State would be a completely different team. Because and you feel that uh, you feel the same way about Ohio State, then, like if Ryan Day passed off the the play calling, you think I mean, that'd be Ryan, better for them. Ryan gets a little bit more of a break for me because he's he's actually won significant big games, yeah. but like just not the big game and hasn't beaten you know that other team from that's from that school up north <laughs> here in the last two tries. But like to me, the reason why I say they're the same is they just there's no identity for either guy. It is, you know, with, with Ryan Day, you punt at uh, the 38, and yeah. then you have a chance to go – or then you have a chance just to take three points, to, to put it to seven points, and then you go for it on fourth and two on a, on a, on a play that Penn State saw coming, uh, uh, you know, a mile away. Yeah. So – and then, like, with, with Franklin, it's like you, you, you got one of the most vaunted run games. A singleton is a dude. And they early, they had a lot of success running off that left side because they have a future top three defensive tackle, or sorry, offensive tackle, a top three pick in the NFL draft on the left side. And then James Franklin was like, yeah, I think we should throw the ball more. And it's like, so like, there's going to be a lot of Drew Aller criticism. And I think the Kyle McCord criticism is more fair, but like one kid's 19 playing in you know the place he wanted to play as a kid growing up. And you're out here and being like, should we run the ball or should we let this kid continue to dink and dunk? I thought it was completely unfair. And again, neither coach has an identity, right? Yeah. Some plays, they're going to be super aggressive. James Franklin was aggressive with how much he threw earlier in the game. Basically, I, I, I think hampered the kid's uh, confidence. And then with Ryan Day, I mean, just that that fourth and two call. I, I, again, it was awful. I'm, like he, I, at I, least he stayed puckered though, yeah, right? Like at yeah. least he clenched. He never unclenched. James Franklin <laughs> unclenched too many times. I try. I tried to. I I wanted. I wanted to look this up. I got to do a deeper dive on this uh, before we record our our second episode on Tuesday because I would love to look up just the play calling that Ohio State's had when they're in the the red zone or goal go situations this year. I specifically went back to the Notre Dame game because I know they came up short twice at the goal line in that game because the play calling. And then the one the one touchdown they did score was because Notre Dame only had 10 players on the field. So they got kind of a gift there. Um, I just – I don't know. And maybe this is just like my negative brain work kicking in, but I just feel like every time they're in those situations, they the, the play calling just leaves a lot to be desired. When it's goal to go or when it's in the red zone. The hard thing with college, when I was looking this up quickly before we started recording, was – they just count if you get any points in the red zone, they count it as a successful try versus like in the NFL, they do it based off of if you scored a touchdown or not. So they I do have it how it should be done. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I have to go back and kind of vet it out and figure out like, okay, which ones of these were field goals, which ones of these were touchdowns. I didn't have time for that today, 
But I just, I don't know, man. Like, I feel like every time they get down there, like they'll have these great drives where they get into the red zone. And then all of a sudden it just gets shut down because of the play calling. And, and I agree with you. Like, I don't know what Ryan Day's identity is from an offensive standpoint. I know that people say, oh, he's this great offensive mind. He makes adjustments well and all these different things. And he does tend to, I'll give him this. When things aren't going well in the in first halves of games, he tends to come out in the second half and have some new looks, some new play designs that get guys open. And I think we saw that again today. There were some play designs that got Marvin Harrison wide open. He had the kind of the crossing Stover. route. Yeah, he had the crossing route. He had Stover open a couple of times. And that, I think, took some of the pressure off of McCord because he was able to make easy throws on those. And then they moved the ball down the field. But again, even on those drives, I remember specifically the, the Marvin Harrison big catch. They get to the red zone. And everything just went to put. And it was like, okay, what are we doing here? I, I don't know why he struggles in that area so much, but it's definitely something that he needs to get better at. Um, but yeah. Can, can I tell you though? I think that's the catch 22. Cause like I, I made the comparison. Listen, I don't think James Franklin should be calling plays anymore. I just, I don't think you get to poo poo the bed the way he does against top 25 and top 15 and top 10 teams just consistently and specifically Ohio state and Michigan. And and have what he did with Hackenberg, what I think he's doing with Drew Aller right now. Like, you just don't get to do that. Ryan has at least jumped up to another level. And to me, there's a distinct difference. We're seeing a different Ryan Day right now. And the difference is Ryan really has no faith in Kyle McCord. No. Or or maybe no no faith is unfair. Three timeouts with 42 seconds and he took yeah. a knee to go to the half. Like, what does well, that tell you? Well, but like he clearly doesn't have the same faith he had in CJ Stroud and in Justin Fields and, you know, even when he was offensive coordinator. And honestly, I get it. I mean, you know, here's the problem with like (laughs) Kyle, man, like he missed. There was one drive early in the first where guys were open and he had um, Carnell Tate over the middle and he threw it behind him and that was an incompletion. Then he had Tate out in the flat. And if he just leads him to the sideline. You're you're getting a great play there, and instead he throws it behind him. It's an incompletion, and you have to punt in in a really nice situation. So like, I it's weird. Kyle, like Ryan I, Day, I, I think has to clench right now and coach clench because yeah. I just don't think he trusts Kyle. And he, from what I've seen from Kyle McCord, it's probably fair he doesn't trust him that much. Yeah, I think you're right in that he doesn't trust him. I think, and I've said this before, like Ohio State's in a weird spot right now because when you look at the year to year sort of progression or the year to year process that there's, they sort of go through as they're building these rosters, right? Their plan was obviously, okay, we have CJ Stroud. He'll play two years, go to the NFL. And the thought was that this would be a Quinn Ewers led team right now. Like he Mm -hmm. was supposed to be here. He, because he enrolled early, I think that just threw everything off with him because then he knew, okay, I sat behind him this year while I was kind of learning the offense. I'm going to sit behind him again next year. And he was like, by year two, I wanted to be playing. So he leaves there might have been some other NIL stuff that was obviously involved in this. No, well. <laughs> no, never. The bag man lives. <laughs> but like, that's where you're at, right? Is their, their plan was they were going to have Quinn Ewers for this offense. So you're kind of making do with what you have. If you're Ryan day and to his credit, like we can sit here and criticize him. There will be people who listen to the show that already have their minds made up about him and think he should be fired and are anticipating another loss to Michigan. And, and that'll certainly trigger a lot of people thinking he should be fired um we'll have our michigan panic meter later in the show to see where we're at with that conversation i guess um and you know that's that's fine but i will say like this year i think has been a test in his ability to adjust to 
not having the perfect situation, not having the perfect prototypical quarterback that he's seen in recent years where his offense really thrived. And listen, to this point, his resume in terms of a record, and as the old saying goes, you are what your record says you are, is spotless. Like we can get on him and we can rag on him all we want, but he's now 29-2 and at home. Um, He's also only lost six games in the regular season. So I I can't sit here and – we can criticize him so much. We can say it's not enough. We can say there's a bigger standard at Ohio State if he loses to Michigan again. But in the same vein, like, he continues to prove us wrong. He continues to find ways to win. I think the the emotion he showed after that Notre Dame game this year certainly spoke to a guy who, yeah, he he is kind of feeling that heat. He is feeling that pressure from the outside of people constantly criticizing him. And he was really excited for the fact that his team went out there and won a game that people thought they were just going to roll over and die in and that they had no chance in and that he's he's winning differently. And I think that is sometimes the mark of a good coach, even if – his play calling leaves a lot to be desired at times. Well, and I just think, like, listen, I, I think if if James Franklin were a different coach, yeah, we're probably having a different post game right now, but he's not. And I, I think, like, at some point, you know, the whole point was, well, the offense is going to lead to a loss. Yeah. Well, now you've had two real tests, the Notre Dame game and this one, and even though the offense didn't exactly acquit itself, like, you made enough plays to 